Would you look at that? Look what I got on right now. Elite Sports branded apparel. Is it because I work for this podcast? Is it because I created this podcast? Yes, to all of those questions and more. Uh, it's also because this sweater saved my life in Dallas because I was so cold. That thank God I brought this in my jacket, uh, in my bag. Uh, super warm, super comfy. Uh, most of all, it's just squaring around. So you can support the show today. Go to EliteSports.com. Shop their full list of athletes, too. It's not just us on there. Use code SQUARE at checkout. EliteSports.com. Use code SQUARE. The college football playoffs have ended. And if you are not a Michigan Wolverine, you're probably not very excited with how your team ended up, uh, especially if you're a Husky fan. I'm so sorry for you guys' loss. But you can still shop the greater lineup at Homefield. Homefield's got all the products you need. Uh, they got teams all across the country, not Texas State. But we're hoping to change that soon. So shop homefield.com. Use uh, Square at checkout. Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Welcome to Squaring Around. I am Jacob Rodriguez. That is the Texas State Sports Press, Andrew Zimmel. Oh, wait, look no, we me. got that mixed I'm white. Up. Hey, look at me. Uh, no, look I am me. Andrew Zimmel. That is Jacob Rodriguez. We have Justin from Arun and Golden on the podcast today. Uh, we will start with the interview, and then we will talk all things Texas State at the back end. Here is that interview. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. I'm Jacob Rodriguez. That's Andrew Zimmel, the Texas State Sports Press. This week... We're joined by Justin from Maroon and Golden. Uh, we're here to talk about a lot of things. Um, but for those of you that don't know, Maroon and Golden is a forum, a lifestyle, a way of life itself, maybe. Uh, Justin, how do you guys even get started with not only like creating the brand and everything that comes with it, but just like the physical things itself? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, obviously we've been around for, for a few years now. Um, we got started back in uh, December of 2018. Um, There's a lot of stuff that was going on kind of with Texas State athletics in general. Um, And I don't know, I mean, forums, just forums by themselves, just in general are not, they're not a new idea, right? I mean, they've been around forever. And, And dating back to you know, when I was in high school and that's kind of when I got introduced into forums in general, um, you know, I was involved in car forums and things like that. And, and I kind of gravitated towards them because it's an online um, community where you can talk about whatever the topic is. And there's pretty much a forum for just about every topic you can think of. Um, so, like I said, I got into it because of the car scene and, um, you know, made a lot of friends through through that, uh, met up with a lot of people locally about, you know, cars and um, and went about it that that way. And then, of course, when I got to Texas State, my interests kind of changed and I became very interested in Texas State athletics. Uh, of course, when I started back in 2009, Texas State was still an FCS program. Um, so, you know, obviously it's still D1, but it wasn't, you know, the, the top level of, of athletic departments out there. Uh, but I was still very invested as a student. And so we'd go to all the games. Um, we'd get to see the players. Uh, you know, obviously, as a student, you get to go to the games, um, 
with your student ID. It's all included in your tuition. And so that was one of the, the things that kind of brought me in as a fan initially. Uh, and then, you know, once you start going to the games and you start getting involved in the culture, you start to to really feel like you're a part of something. And as that process, you know, for myself, as that process evolved, uh, I started looking at, you know, who can I talk to, who, you know, because I was interested in talking about Texas State athletics and Texas State in general. And, uh, of course, with my background in forums, I decided to see what else was out there. Um, and so I actually found a couple different sites. Um, you know, there, there were a couple forums, so to speak. There was Bobcat fans. Uh, and then there was one uh, Bobcat report that was um, mm, yeah. kind of it was a it was there. They were trying to get it started. Um, it's you know obviously Bobcat report is a uh, it was a, a rivals forum um, or a rivals based site, and uh, so they had you know their their people that were managing that and kind of trying to get that off the off the ground. And then, like I mentioned, with Bobcat fans, which was, you know, obviously the forum, the forum for the longest time. Um, but then eventually the Bobcat fans, I, I don't know if there's the owners or the, the servers or whatever was going on, but uh, the servers started going down pretty regularly. And so eventually it got to the point where the, the outages were almost a daily basis type of deal. Um, they would go down for. Uh, for a couple days at a time, they'd come up for a couple hours and they'd go back down and uh, there was nobody really managing it. It was kind of the Wild West. And I know that, um, you know, we could probably go on forever about Bobcat fans in general. I mean, just that that topic in general and how it kind of uh, evolves. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it became an issue because it wasn't it wasn't really uh moderated um or anything like that and so what was being said there sometimes crossed the line and it was i mean it was really the wild west right uh but when it started going down whenever it did come up the, the brief moments that it was up everyone kept talking about oh well we should someone should create a, a forum that doesn't have, have all these technical issues that we can actually go to because obviously at that point texas state had been elevated to the fbs level um, and for an FBS program to not even have just any forum or any online community is kind of unheard of. And so it was a huge topic of um, conversation at that time that someone needed to step up and create a forum. Well, you know, it was pretty much all talk. Um, everyone kept saying, well, someone should do this. Someone should do that. And no one was doing it. There was no action. And that someone was Justin. Yeah. Well, so, you, you, you became know, I, that someone. <laughs> well, I got together with a couple of people that that I'd met um, and, you know, I'll talk about them a little bit, but uh, Richard Lopez and Josh Brenner, who I'm sure y'all, you know, you know, y'all know, um, but I've met them on, you know, through various methods, uh, mostly social media and through Twitter. Um, in fact, Josh and I back in, I don't know if y'all remember when ESPN had a, a true comment section. Now it's run by Facebook. Yeah. Um, but when they had a comment section, it was run by ESPN. Uh, I met Josh through that platform and yeah. So going, going way back and I didn't realize it until much later and we kind of connected the dots, but we were talking through social media and we decided as you know, the three of us to just go ahead and, and get this thing started because, you know, all talk, no action. And, um, within about a month we were able to get it up and running so we 
you know, talked about various name ideas, settled on Maroon and Golden, um, did a lot of research into the type of forum that we wanted to create, did a lot of research into um, what we wanted to offer, whether it was just the forum platform or if we wanted to actually be more of a media company that had a, a, pl a forum platform for uh, just conversation. Um, and then what we settled on was more of the media company with a forum platform so that you can actually have conversations about Texas State. You can talk about the news. You can talk about what's going on within the program, within the community, not just Texas State Athletics, but Texas State as you know a whole academically, as well as San Marcos and, and the surrounding areas. Um, and so back in December 2018 is we, when we actually launched Maroon and Golden, uh, the, the website, as well as the forum. Uh, we actually, early on, we had some technical difficulties with the server that we chose to go with. Um, it actually ended up crashing. We were down for about a month. Um, you know, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. And then in May of uh, 2019, uh, we were officially up and running. And that's the current, um, the current platform that you see today. Um, so it's grown since then. Uh, we obviously have uh, just a little over 2,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have uh, a YouTube account and an Instagram account. And then, of course, the, the forum, the platform as well. Um, we also, and like I said, we're focusing more on the media side of things. Um, we obviously invested a lot of money into camera equipment. Um, we work with the department to get media credentials. And so we've actually... Uh, been credentialed media members for several years now. Uh, you know, we just basically reach out to the media or through Texas State and get our media passes each year. And then we provide uh, content the best that we can to the Texas State fan base. And so uh, if you go to our Instagram, you'll see a lot of our pictures. We do a lot of pictures, a lot of uh, photo media. Uh, we'd like to expand that in the future. Right now, we're it's really just out of pocket, Josh, uh, Richard, and I. And so we do have a lot of growth that we're looking at uh, in the next couple of years. Um, but that's kind of a background on the Maroon and Golden, right? And so once that platform was set up, and of course, NIL being passed, and, and I know we're going to talk a lot about NIL today, um, once NIL passed, and you know, obviously it started back with um, with a Supreme Court case, and this was back in June of 2021. And I have a, a lot of notes on this, so I'm not just remembering everything about this. <laughs> Don't credit me with that. But I was like, Jesus Christ, Christ, this guy's <laughs> going solo on his own. I, I hated to take you through that entire anthology because, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy just like rattled off everything in like 10 minutes. That's crazy. So yeah, and, and you know, we can we can talk about all this in depth a little bit more. I'm just trying to kind of give a bird's eye view of kind of how things fell into place. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. So obviously with NIL being passed, the Supreme Court uh, ruling on that uh, that topic through uh, uh, NCAA versus Alston, um, the, essentially what they, they ruled is that the NCAA could not prevent uh, student athletes from capitalizing on their name, image, and likeness. And so with that being said, um, once that ruling came out, the NCAA was essentially they needed to put some policies in place for NIL and specifically the regulation of NIL. Uh, initially, what they came up with was that you could 
uh, you obviously you could have players capitalizing on their name, image, and likeness. They could be compensated for their name, image, and likeness, but they did have a few, really two major policies that they wanted to enforce. And that was no compensation tied to performance. So it's not a quid pro quo, you know, pay to pay for play. Um, so it can't be based on, oh, well, you know, the, the star linebacker has five tackles and so we're going to compensate them this much for five tackles or whatever it is. It can't be based on compensation, right? Or it can't be based on how you play or statistics or anything. There's like no that. incentive bonuses. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's obviously one of the biggest, biggest rules. And uh, the second is uh, no deals in the recruiting process contingent on going to the certain, to, to a certain university. So if we want to pay Archie Manning, we're not paying him to come to Texas state. We're paying him just in perpetuity, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It would be nice if you came to Texas state, but you know, maybe you don't. Yeah, pretty much. And, and so that was kind of, and obviously that was the initial policy, right? It's evolved a little bit since then. And the NCAA kind of fell back on the States. They kind of put it back on the States and said, well, you know, we're going to kind of go a little bit more hands-off and this, in if you really want to get into the weeds, I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole with NIL and what's going on with NIL. Uh, but essentially they, they went a little bit more hands-off initially. They reverted back to the States and said, what you know, could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they said, we're going to allow the states to create laws surrounding how this is going to play out. And and so that's what happened. And California, I think, was the first state to actually pass a law regarding NIL and allowing players to get paid. Um, and it quickly trickled down to, to the majority of the states. Yeah. Um, Texas was very soon after that. In fact, Texas passed in... June of that year, which was the same month that the Supreme Court case ruling came down, they passed the uh, Senate Bill 1385, which essentially just gave guidance to universities within the state on how they can they can pay players, essentially, and how players can be compensated for their name, image, and likeness. Um, Obviously, it allowed them to earn compensation. Um, it uh, allowed them to obtain professional representation and to sell autographs, pictures, things like that, right? Um, moving forward, it's been kind of refined a few times. And I think uh, House Bill 2804, July 1st, 2023, passed a lot of, a lot of that a lot of updates, a lot of edits to that original Senate bill. Okay. And so that kind of brings us to where we're at today. Um, the biggest points that that probably need to be talked about the most when it comes to NIL is obviously the structure around it. Um, so it is completely separate from the university, right? The university can't directly or can't direct funds to certain players. They can't say, and, and, you know, this is a university thing as well as coaches. The coaches can't tell you, hey, we uh, we want to pay this player this much money. They can't do that. They can't direct funds. They can't direct us in, you know, who we need to, to compensate or, or who we want to target or anything like that, right? Um, the other major thing that, that obviously they're looking at or the major requirement is that you can't, compensate players to come to that university and we kind of hit on that earlier but that's more so in the recruiting of a player right 
So you can't, as a program, go to a player and say, you know, obviously a player that you're recruiting and say, hey, we're going to offer you $100,000 NIL deal if you come and sign with us. So all of that is still illegal for now. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Have y'all been following what's going on with uh, Tennessee? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I haven't been following shit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> So well, because Justin and I are trying to get Texas State to win, which is the part where we're going to get to here in a minute, is how do you win NIL? But tell them what's happening in Tennessee, Justin. So basically what's going on in Tennessee, and and I'll kind of, kind of give the highlights, right? So the University of Tennessee recruited a player, a five-star quarterback out of California. They signed a deal for that player for $8 million. Not chump change. No, no, not at all. Well, and there is a, there's a very, I mean, there's tiers to this, right? And there's a hierarchy for sure. Matt Rule said that a quarterback was only like a million dollars. I guess the market has been way, way shot up. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So basically they, they signed this, this player and they did so before the player actually enrolled at the university, which everything that we just talked about is technically against the rules. Not technically, it's definitely against the rules, right? So the NCAA, it was revealed that the NCAA was actually looking into recruiting violations surrounding NIL deals and the University of Tennessee. Almost immediately after that was announced, the attorney general for Tennessee, and then actually Virginia joined in on this lawsuit, immediately sued the NCAA in an antitrust lawsuit stating that essentially if if we're if you know if boosters which is collectives which is anyone you know nil related companies if they are able to compensate athletes for their name image and likeness that it is also permissible or should be permissible for those entities to target players even if they are not actively at that university which then opens the floodgates to recruiting based on nil which obviously is a huge issue especially because teams like texas state don't necessarily have the deep pockets that you know a tennessee might have um and it also opens the door to tampering which we're already seeing and it's just it's being ignored right now You've got programs that are actively recruiting players that aren't even in the portal and players that that may not even be interested in transferring, but are being contacted by other universities or other entities and and they're being recruited away. Boosters, for sure. Boosters. Exactly. And they're having all this money flashed in front of them. And because of the way the rules are right now, it's a lot of promises, but in order because it's a gray area, right? In order to stay compliant, they can't just go and say, hey, here's your contract. You come to our, our program, you come to our university, we're going to end up paying you this much money. The funniest part about this whole thing, Justin, is that like, let's just call pro sport free agency. We'll just use blanket term here. Pro sport free agency. I can't go to a pro athlete and go like in free agency and say, hey, if you sign this deal, you know, you'll get X amount of dollars. You have to go into like arbitration. You have to actually have like a sit down, like meeting about this stuff. I can't contact 
you know, a player who's under contract or who's on, you know, and say, hey, you should opt out of your deal. You know what I mean? You should, you can come make this amount. You can't do that in professional sports, but in college sports, the gray area is like letting this loophole exist. Yes, absolutely. It's essentially everyone's a free agent every single year. Which is insane, which is crazy. You can't win games like that. Nobody, literally nobody can win like with that system. And who thought this was going to happen? Everybody. 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 Everybody Absolutely. So how do we exploit these rules, Justin? That is the real story here. So it's not even necessarily about exploiting the rules, right? It's about, and and what we have going on at Maroon and Golden is, is we want to obviously operate within the rules and we want to elevate our program the best that we can. We want to allow the fans access to participate in that, right? Jerry Fields. Over <laughs> the pocketbooks here. So what we have going on, and this kind of started because of the form, right? We have um, a lo- obviously a lot of members of the forum. A lot of conversations go on daily. Um, even when, you know, when it first was announced prior to having any conversations with anybody, one of the things that, and just me personally, um, as soon as it was announced and we already had Maroon and Golden up and running, it's still, you know, obviously much smaller than we'd like it to be. And, you know, we have plans for growth, but I was just, you know, throwing ideas through my head and thinking, man, it'd be pretty cool to have Maroon and Golden NIL eventually where, you know, we're the golden NIL, right? What's that? I said the golden NIL. Yeah, it's exactly. Free marketing. So it would, I mean, it, it was something that I, you know, I had tossed around almost immediately, but Maroon and Golden, the the website, the forum, like we don't sell ad space. Uh, you know, obviously we have plans to do that in the future, but we don't. Um, right now, everything about the forum and the website is all out of pocket. We're not making money on anything right now. We don't have uh, memberships, subscriptions or anything like that to be a part of the forum um nothing like that we don't have a donation system like a patreon or anything i mean we don't have any of that right it's just we're we're dedicated passionate texas state fans we saw in a need in the market texas state needed a a community an online community a place where we could go and we could talk and we could converse about what's going on with texas state and we just created that platform and that's so, the most impressive part about everything, Justin, because like you all's like side hustle is more calculated, more like in depth than my entire like career decisions of all time. <laughs> like, I appreciate that. Um, but once we had that platform, we were able to start having some of those conversations. And so a lot of the conversations we had were with other members of the forum. Um, and we started getting private messages from a lot of these members saying, Hey, well, you know, have y'all thought about doing an NIL? Have y'all thought about starting a collective or something like that? And then, and I'm going to reference my notes for this one because, you know, I think it's important with the dates and everything, but back in July of 2022. So this has been a couple of years now. And and I know y'all are familiar with the end zone complex project Mm -hmm. going on. Um, Obviously it's in full construction right now. Um, but it's been, they've been fundraising, the, the university has been fundraising for it for a few years now. And back in July of 2022, we had a forum member who got on the forum and said, Hey, we've got it. We've got this platform here, right? We've got a lot of diehard Texas state fans that, you know, we talk about Texas state. We all want Texas state to be elevated. We want it to be the best that it can possibly be not only for 
you know, obviously the university and the student athletes and the students and everyone involved in the university, but also for, you know, all the alumni and everyone that's graduated and for our degrees, the value of our degrees, for the value of everything that goes along with it, right? And one of the ways that we can do that is we can use this platform to contribute financially to some of these big projects. And so this forum member uh, ended up creating a pretty much all on his own, decided to get a essentially a GoFundMe started. And it was run through the forum. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't an official GoFundMe or anything like that. It was, let's get this thing started. It was a, a topic of conversation on the forum. He contributed about $5,000 of his own money um, and said, let's, you know, I'll, I'll match dollar for dollar up to that amount and we'll see where we can get it. Well, we ended up in uh, almost exactly one week from the time that he made that first post to the time that it was announced from Texas State, from the Bobcat Club, uh, we raised just over $10,000. And Holy shit, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, in less than a week. And yeah. we ended up making a donation on Maroon and Golden's behalf to the Bobcat Club, funds directly towards the end zone complex project. And I think that in general, just the, just that fundraiser in general kind of contributed. It was the foundation towards where we're at now with NIL and the idea behind the NIL. It was something, it was a grassroots effort. It was getting some of the most diehard Bobcat fans that are on the forum that are you know, talking about Texas State on a daily basis to essentially put your money where your mouth is. Because, I mean, we can sit there and talk all day long and we've got, I mean, trust me, we have some forum members that won't be happy with anything that Texas State does, no matter what they do. And, and it's it's baffling to me. I, don't, I mean, I personally don't understand it. I mean, and they're still members of the forum. <laughs> and they still log in every day. They'll yep. log in every day. Yep. Don't use their real name. I wonder why. There, yeah, a lot of anonymity <laughs> with uh, with the forum, right? So it allows you to say kind of what, what you want to say and, and have certain opinions. And of course, we're not going to censor anybody's opinions. We do have, you know, rules, but... Uh, you know, if you're not violating the, the rules and policies, we're not going to really censor your opinions on on anything. But with that being said, if if you're going on the forum and you're talking about if you're being, you know, extremely critical about what Texas State is doing or the decisions they're making or where we're at as a program, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever sport it is, if you're being hypercritical about something, then, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Right. And we showed in less than a week that we could do that. And so, and that, you know, that was back in 2022. And since then, we've had conversations. Um, that same forum member, uh, his name's Alex. He's actually now on the board of directors for Maroon or MNG Collective. And uh, we had some conversations with him. We had some conversations with a couple other members. Uh, we had some conversations with some people through Twitter, through social media. And eventually what we decided was, why can't we just create this collective and give the, the fans that opportunity to be a part of a grassroots effort to contribute to this, this whole NIL deal, right? Because NIL right now, I mean, it's if you're not participating in NIL, you're going to be left behind. And that's just the truth of the matter. And, you know, obviously I have in my notes a, a lot of a lot about our competitors, right? And we can get into that maybe if y'all want. Uh, it might be a topic of conversation for a different day because it does get pretty in-depth. 
Well, I can brush um, over something too. Is like I, I think with so much of this stuff, especially in the online world, like people want to know like where their money is going and like where your money is going too. And that's like kind of like the backbone of all this because like we were like ten episodes deep last year, and somebody was like, "Hey, what are you guys doing for nil?" What the hell do you mean? <laughs> like, I barely have time for this podcast, brother. So yeah, it's, such a, exactly. it's a thing that like people are very interested in because it's like an obvious impact. You know, like we're eventually me and Andrew will talk about hell divers and <laughs> PS4 shit and uh, NCAA <laughs> coming out. But like that's going to be a huge thing in that game itself is like that, like recruiting aspect, probably tampering and definitely getting five star recruits to Texas State somehow, some way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, after all those conversations, we decided to go for it. Um, it. You know, obviously, there's some legal fees going into it that we had to do. Um, you know, obviously, getting the, the business structure set up. Uh, one of our members, who's also a forum member, or one of our board members, who's also on the forum, uh, is an attorney. Uh, we have some financial background. Um, and I guess I can run through kind of, I guess, who our board members are. So obviously... Uh, Josh, Richard, and I, uh, the, you know, the, the three that started uh, Maroon and Golden were on the board, obviously. And then um, we have Alex, who I mentioned earlier, uh, Thad, uh, y'all know Big Thad, he couldn't make it mm -hmm. today. Um, he had some, uh, some parenting stuff going on, but uh, I'm sure that, you know, if we get together in the future, he'll be able to make that one. Um, so he's on there. He's a former player for Texas State. I'm sure some people know that name. And now then he's, uh, uh, also up for like, uh, what is it? The best of Hayes, like best financial yes. guy ever. So I'll put the link in. Vote for Big Dad, best of Hayes. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, John Hedrick, who's the uh, the actual attorney that we're working with as well. So uh, we got all the legal structure in place. And, and obviously when we're getting this in place, so this was back in December of uh, 23. So this was just a few months ago. Um, there was a sense of urgency because of the portal and the dates that the portal is open for. And I'm sure you, I mean, y'all have seen firsthand what, what goes into that and you know, who's transferring out and who's transferring. I'll tell you, not a lot of thought on Texas state's part. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you from our perspective too, there is a certain part where we just kind of turn it off. Like, this is like, Oh, that's enough for today. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's just dumb. It's just noise kind of too. Yep. And then from, from my perspective too, as, as an analyst, I guess you could call me that, but uh, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how good any of these guys are going to be until they take that first snap, first real snap, not a spring ball or not an exhibition game or some, I don't know. You know, it, it has to be real live college football for me to really give a shit. So anyways, we, we got everything in place and it was obviously a sense of urgency and we pushed it out to the forum and we kind of, we teased it a little bit. We pushed it out to the forum. We made a couple posts on Twitter. You know, obviously we've, we've had conversations with the university. Um, we've, we've basically ensured that we are good to go, that we can hit the ground running. You're above right? board. Right. And we pushed everything out and then really quickly, we had some good initial success, right? We, I think within the first month between I think it was January 2nd was the first day that we actually went live. And then, you know, obviously to today, um, we've had a lot of success and we're looking to grow. We have 24 members. 
and we have just over $3,700 currently being contributed. And about just a little over a thousand of that is a monthly subscription base. So we do have a few that made a one-time contribution, um, but that's just the initial, that's just, we put it out there to the forum and to Twitter, which like I said, we have about 2000 followers, but we're looking to spread the word because what this is, and this is very important for Texas state because, and I mentioned earlier, we can talk about competitors and, you know, within the state, but also within our conference, just about everybody has an NIL collective. Um, and several universities have multiple collectives or multiple NIL uh, whether it's a collective or a marketplace or something similar to that. Um, and we're kind of behind a lot of our competitors when it comes to NIL. Um, the other issue is transparency, right? It's hard to tell where a lot of our competitors are because they don't publish those numbers. A lot of the, the peer universities that we're talking about, in fact, a lot of the Sunbelt universities don't publish how much they're bringing in to their NIL collectives. The, the, I don't know if it's that they refuse to do it. If I, I don't know if it's so that they can, I, I don't know. It's all speculation on my part, but it's hard to find those numbers and they're not published publicly. Well, from, an, one from, of the an overview, that, from an overview, would you say, like what's the, the closest comp to Texas State in the Sun Belt, like school to school? In terms of NIL? No, not even, just like literally like just Texas State as like a physical institution to whatever, you know? Ooh, that's a hard one. Because yeah. um, to me, like it, the Sun Belt is such a random assortment of colleges because they're not all tier one institutions. They're not all like uh, extremely like like App has like a crazy football history and like right. you know stuff like that. But I don't know. They're all kind of different in their own way. Which to me, like that would make sense that the NIL is all warped and like shoddy. Like you know, I'd probably have to think about that some more. I mean, we have similarities yeah. with with several of the universities, right? Um, I think Arkansas State is is a good kind of yeah. we're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, Had the same guy running it too, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louisiana Lafayette, uh, pretty Bastards. similar in a lot of aspects there. Um, we have, I think, it's the Sun Belt in general is we have a lot of universities in states that have kind of a a lot of political aspects to it, I think. And you have a lot of um, top tier universities and a lot of the Sunbelt teams are competing against those top tier universities within the state and trying to so like flagship. Is that what you're talking about? Like there's a flagship program and we're competing essentially, with essentially, essentially. And the only reason I didn't use flagship the terminology, right, is because typically when you think of flagship university, you think of within a university system, right? So the University of Texas is the flagship university in the University of Texas system. Of course, they have a bunch of other University of Texas uh, universities within there mm -hmm. so that, you know, UTSA is probably the one that everyone's going to know and everyone's going to recognize, but you also have UTEP, you have UT Arlington. I mean, you have all those other universities within that university system, right? Um, the Texas State University system is a little bit unique in the sense that it doesn't have an official flagship, um, which yeah, is where to you their, have. Many would argue it's us. According to their mission oh. statement, they have like seven or whatever. How many ever many schools make up the Texas State University system? Is that's how many flagship schools that they have? Which I thought yeah. was the best and most pretentious thing they could have said. <laughs> exactly. Well, and and I think that that's 
just something to to consider when you're talking about the Texas Texas State University system, and and obviously that does get political within the the whole system because the system is governed by um, a lot of politics, right? And so you have a lot of of these other programs, Sam Houston State, who's going to fight in you know the Texas Texas Congress, they're going to fight to not be listed below Texas State, right? They're not going to allow Texas State to officially become the flagship of the Texas State University system. Although it doesn't really make sense to me that Texas State is not the flagship university in the Texas State University system. But I mean, that's that, again, that's another topic for another it's, day. The name does it, enough it, heavy lifting for us. It's because it like is without saying though. Like if you look at the meetings for these things, like the the board of regents meetings and stuff, it's like clear as day. It is like millions and of dollars. Isn't like the whole reason that we changed, isn't the whole reason we changed the name from Southwest Texas to like Texas State. Isn't that the whole reason you do something like that? To like say... Hey, you know, we are the flagship, right? Like, yes, it's definitely one of the reasons. And there's a lot of stars and stuff that kind of look at resemble our stars on and campus. Stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I, if I was Sam Houston State, I think there's a lot of hills I would be dying on. I don't think this is one of them. Um, I don't know. It's definitely interesting, and I don't know. And like I said, it's it's that's completely its own topic in and of itself yeah right? yeah yeah so there's definitely arguments to be made in in different ways that we could approach it just from a university perspective but texas state is in such a unique position because you talk about the competitiveness and like you said that we're you i kind of agree with you that we are like a step behind some of these other schools not only in the sunbelt but also just in the state because like you think about georgia state and georgia southern okay they're clearly competing against each other but the same recruits for different NIL money, but like kind of the similar NIL money from like local businesses, like non alumni money. But like Texas state is not only competing with our own, like we mentioned, aforementioned region of right. But also we are competing against every other division one school in the state. And I don't care what anybody says, Texas still is the best when it comes to the most competitive FBS programs. You know what I mean? Like, Louisiana, I give LSU a lot of credit. Alabama, I give, you know, Troy, and I, I give I give them a lot of credit here. Nobody beats Texas. We, in the, just our little area, if you just want to call it Central Texas, not only do we have the University of Texas, but we also have Baylor. You know what I mean? But we also have UTSA, but we all, you know, there's a ton. We are competing against a ton. Well, even if you just look at the non- uh, AQ schools within Texas. I mean, there's a lot that we're competing with that are seen as pure universities, right? But then you also have teams like Texas Tech, who, you know, obviously they're they're an AQ, they're in an AQ conference, right? Yeah. They're in the Big 12. And they're, I mean, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, I mean, all those. Well, I was gonna say, if if not, you ask, if you ask somebody not from the state of Texas to rank the Texas schools most would put tech in that top three or four. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like that's just, they, they have the reputation and they also have the, the class sizes. Texas state has the class sizes. They do not have the reputation that a tech yep. does, you know? So, yeah, but you're competing against a lot. And so that makes it even more pressing for us to get this NIL collective off the ground. Exactly. 
Because essentially what you need, and, and this is kind of the idea behind collectives in general, right? You need a pool of money that you can use when it, when you need it, right? Mm -hmm. So you bring in a bunch of money from, from, and collectives are set up different ways, right? The way that we have our set up, we're not targeting, you know, businesses. We're not targeting corporate sponsorship deals. We're not, you know, we're not doing anything like that. Our ultimate goal is to connect the fan base and give them an opportunity to participate in this whole NIL deal, right? Um, part of NIL in general, just, you know, speaking, you know, from bird's eye view, you do have to have deliverables for compensating the student athletes, right? And so uh, what we're doing is for the deliverables and, and gonna kind of keep it broad here just so that we're not getting too far into it, but um, we have benefit levels for our donors and when you subscribe to a membership level, it comes with certain benefits, right? Well, part of what we're gonna ask the student athletes to do is uh, provide some of those benefits to those, those levels, right? Uh, but it's also essentially a, a brand ambassador, right? And so when we sign a student athlete, they're also gonna be a brand ambassador for Maroon and Golden or for MNG Collective, which is the, the collective arm of Maroon and Golden. Uh, which the way we set it up is actually two separate entities, right? So we have an, uh, an LLC for the collective. It's MNG Collective LLC. And we have a separate one for Maroon and Golden, which is the media site. And, and obviously the media site in the forum. And we're separating both of them, right? Because we don't want the two to be so intertwined that, you know, if something's going on on the forum, we don't want it to negatively impact the student athletes right that's or, a dangerous line to walk that yeah, is a exactly. very that's a very tough line to walk and it is difficult um and talking about peers and competitors uh we've looked at how other universities have implemented something like that and a lot of them and i'll use texags as an example um i don't know well, if you propaganda familiar. what's that <laughs> that's a propaganda site yeah that's like so, if i said let's talk about like you know democracies and i brought up kim jong-un Okay. Well, hey, they, uh, don't don't forget, Andrew. American democracy was actually founded on propaganda sites run by Benjamin Franklin and the yeah, exactly. Press, which is yeah, kind of what happened with Maroon and Golden. And Texags is the North Korea of media sites. Like that's an insane. That's a yeah. better comp. Yeah, and, and they've had their their controversies, right? They've had situations where their forum has caused major issues for the university, right? Mm -hmm. And when we've had conversations with the university with Texas State. That's one of their biggest concerns. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's, do it's, they do they name Texags themselves? Do they name Texags and say Texags is the example we don't no, just want? in general, just in general, okay, right? Okay. So just having a forum associated with it in any way is yeah. a little bit of a it's something to consider, right? Yeah. And so the concern is, and we mentioned this earlier, we've got a lot of members on there. There's anonymity, there's things like that, and we're not gonna censor people's opinions. Um, we're only going to moderate what they're saying in terms of if it's, you know, a personal attack or, uh, you know, whatever it might be, we're going to censor that type of stuff, but we're not censoring opinions. Right. Right. The first and time so, a guy throws four picks, we don't need, you know, crazy Joe to be talking about, you know, off this rocker. You know, I agree. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. And because it's, you know, a random member can go on there and make whatever random statements they want. It's something that we we needed to consider. And so 
when we created this, we wanted to make sure that they are two separate things, right? And so that's how we set it up. We set it up as two different LLCs, the, the media site, the, the forum, everything is run separately and the collective is its own entity, right? See, uh, I thought you were going to make Jacob's juices flow and say well, like, oh, we have to keep them separate for like the fourth estate, like journalistic purposes. We don't want, you know. Well, and that is something to consider as well, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. You, you want to make sure your money doesn't cross over. I thought you were going to go down this whole rabbit hole I've been down before as a person who ran the university stars. Like the university had a problem with a student newspaper at one point too. So, nope. I mean, you know, having a, an outside like, collective or group just on campus covering the bobcats like i could see how people's heads would turn because people were recognizing me and andrew pretty quickly once we started pumping out this podcast yep yep absolutely and and like like you said it's something to consider right and part of what we're offering for our subscribers to the collective it does have to somewhat tie in with the forum and with the media site right because one of the things that we're going to offer to the, the subscribers is exclusive access, right? So, you the know, Q and A's. What's that? The Q and A's. The yeah, subscribers get to ask questions. Exactly. Q and A's, interviews, uh, things like that, right? And all of that, it's, it's you got to have a platform to put it on, right? Well, that platform is the forum, and mm -hmm. that's part of what made this such an easy thing to get started. Uh, we already had the platform. We just needed to create the collective and then tie it in, right? And so that's essentially what we did. And um, I'll, I'll and out so myself too. I wanted to do a tailgate show with y'all so bad this year. And then the I didn't realize how hard it was to cover college football. I, can't, I hadn't done it since I was in college. So it was a learning experience for all of us. But that's something we want to look forward to too. And maybe we'll talk about it once we get out of here. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Well, I wanted to especially at the bowl game um, when we were all there, you know, we talked about it briefly going, you know, doing some sort of live or, you know, podcast live there at the bowl game or, you know, before the bowl game, um, you know, something like that. And I'm definitely open to doing more stuff like that and partnering with y'all and, you know, doing whether it's interviews, doing, uh, you know, tailgate shows, anything like that, just, you know, let us know. I, uh, I was talking to to Colton and Kef about this, but the the entire media experience at Texas State is like changed too. Because when we started this podcast, the it was already saturated. There was like so many podcasts and stuff. Only the strong survive. But um, sorry, like, Cat's Corner. <laughs> sorry, Cat's Corner. They're still around. They're still tweeting. Shout out my guy Thomas Leonardis and uh, his brother. What's his brother's name? It's gonna eat me alive. Whatever. Sorry, I dropped the ball on that too. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's been it's been really interesting to just see how things develop. And then obviously we have you guys and you only you only really get this sort of momentum. Texas State, I think, has gotten like financially with like kind of like a town square that you guys operate. And I'm so glad you guys do that because I wouldn't know where the fuck to begin with all this shit. Well, it's been a learning pro process for me as well, because prior to prior to getting the forum site, uh, the media site and then the forum up and running, I had no no knowledge of website development or forum running a forum, anything like that. I just, I learned as I went. And so there's been some bumps along the road, but. Um, and I can tell you as a day one forum, day one Maroon and Golden fan, it looks a lot better now than it did in 2018. Dang, it looks, appreciate world, it. it looks a lot better, which I mean, shout out to you guys. That's what we talk about when it talks about like growing the brand. You know what I mean? It looks, it just looks and works a lot better.
I get yep. my feelings hurt easily. I do not spend a lot of time on forums. But because I've talked to you, Justin, I'm going to make an account. Appreciate that. You don't get shit on nearly enough. Let me <laughs> rephrase it. There should be a no. whole thread just about us. You don't get... I, I should say this. You don't get shit yeah. on nearly enough, no. Jacob. Oh, I it don't should be, It should be a constant thing. Like Every podcast episode that goes up should be like, can't believe Jacob said that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I have pretty good takes. I write them down too. I don't just, you know, I'm not just some nameless, faceless dude. I put my shit on print and online. The funniest, again, I we, we can get off of this quickly, but the funniest part is when people would be like Andrew Zimmel and editor-in-chief Jacob Rodriguez. It was like, all right, yeah, I get you're it. Right. I mean, that's my fucking title, I, baby. I, I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. This is one, it was like, how many podcasts does this program need? This is from 2023. How many podcasts does this program need? Currently, there's four. There's one on hiatus. And it was Win Now or Get Bent, squaring around, former KTSW staffer Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel, Cat's Corner, and States Up, on hiatus, the Loco Boca podcast. Did they include... uh, Oh, it's got our tongues in that one? And here's here's a good one. The Fifth Quarter with... uh, Bracket oh, Kef. Yep. And then there was the Andrew Zimmel podcast, which was never a Texas State podcast. I just yeah. happened to talk about Texas State a couple times, and that got grouped in there too. So One the episode, fun- he called me while I was drunk and had me talk about Valentine's, and that was an entire episode <laughs> for him. It was great. He just lives on the honest- internet. Honestly, it's good re-listenable. I'm just saying. Got yeah. some re-listenable. So anyway, sorry, Justin, that we went off a, uh, on a ta- yeah. tangent there. No, you're good. You're good. So, so how do how do if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, I've been inspired, I've I've been touched by the Holy Spirit that is the Maroon and Golden Collective. How do I join and how do I support? So we well, obviously have a website. Um, it's maroonandgolden.com and then backslash nil. If you go to maroonandgolden.com, the the menu at the top it has uh, the nil link to it, and so you can click on that. We have several subscription levels that you can subscribe to. We also have an option that if you want to do just a a one-time donation, you can do that as well. And and with that one-time donation, you can actually specify how much you want to put in there. And so if you want to do, you know, 10 bucks, you can just do 10 bucks. If you want to do, um, you know, $1,500, you can do $1,500 one time. Um, But obviously we we're going to focus primarily on the subscription levels uh, we start at $20 a month. Um, you go up from there, uh, 20, 30 or 20. Uh, give me one second. You go up from there. It's 20, 30, 50, a hundred, 250, and then 500. And, uh, basically you just click on join now and it'll take you through the process. You can go from there. And right now, like I said, our focus is just spreading the word. Uh, we want to, empower the fans this is obviously this is a a collective by the fan for the fan we are just a group of diehard texas state fans that saw again saw a need for uh a need in the market that texas state needed another collective that is able to have that pool of money when when we need it right so whether it's you know retaining athletes and that's primarily what we're worried about right now is retaining our athletes because after the year that we had in football we're going to have a lot of those athletes that are going to be looking to see where they can go and and their worth within the market oh, yeah dan and, foster jr just jumped in the porter one of our best uh, linebackers that we had mm-hmm. so. mm-hmm. and started so every game for the bobcats 
that's a huge concern right now because we had a lot of players that were relatively unknown before the season that had great seasons and they're now being looked at on a national level and they're going to be looking at what NIL deals are available to them. And if Texas state can't, you know, pony up the money, then they're, I mean, I, if it was up to me, if it was, you know, me looking at it as, as money that I can earn, right. For, for being a student athlete, I'm going to be looking at where I can go. That's going to offer me the most amount of money. And it, obviously there's other factors into that, right. There's the, the university, the culture, the location, the coaches, I mean, everything, everything does go into that, but NIL is going to, going to play a role in that. And if Texas state can't get to the level that some of our peer competitors are at, then we're going to lose out on a lot of those players, whether it's, you know, the retention or just having that pool of money for, prospective players that when they get here, they know, Hey, this is an opportunity for me. It's, it's something that, that I have access to by being a player at Texas state. Right. And so that's something that we need to look at as a university and we need our fans to, to get together and say, we're going to do this. And so, like I said, if you go to the website, you can just follow the link all the way there. And it's pretty, pretty simple from there. What I appreciate about it is that I've said that Texas State may have the best fan base, maybe the worst fan base, too, at times. Uh, but all of this just kind of channels energy, as you were saying. You know, if, you, if you're fed up with what the department's doing, throw some money at it. If you're if you're super happy with what the department's doing, throw some money at it. It's like the same answer, you know, and it all leads in the same direction, I think. Yeah, no, you're you guys are spot on. I, I I'm just reading all the the comments that Jacob gets on uh, on the forum post. Not no, I mean it's. I, look, I agree with you guys. The NIL deal is is super important. Um, it all works together, and I just, I don't know. I'm still stuck, Justin, in the the fact that like, it is the wild wild west, and we don't have as much money as like say other groups do. Like I'm thinking more like the on the private school side of things. What, I guess grassroots is the best way to go about that, though. But have, have there been any businesses that have gotten in contact with you guys about uh, doing NIL stuff? So that's not really a huge focus for us. Um, no. Like I mentioned earlier, the the business aspect to it, connecting the players with the businesses or the corporations or anything like that, that's not really what we're looking to do. Um, in fact, I know for a fact that uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with Victory Star. They are, yeah. I mean, they're, they're great. They're Set, obviously, they've been set up for a while. Um, they've got things running very smoothly at this point. Um, they they do a lot of focus on that, connecting the businesses with student athletes for whether it's brand deals or you know sponsored athletes or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, they've got a lot of stuff going on over there, right? But um, that's definitely something that, that you know maybe they're more focused on than we are. We're not really looking to get into that space. Uh, we feel like that space is already. Um, being taken care of so to speak and so we're not you know we're not really looking to go about it that route uh this is very much a grassroots effort um to allow fans that may not have otherwise been able to participate in this uh the opportunity to, to get involved and so you know whether it's forum members whether it's you know people on on social media you know instagram twitter facebook um i mean we have a lot of fans that 
that are Texas State alumni that are, you know, quote unquote, T-shirt fans, whether it's, you know, citizens of San I'll Martin. take them in. I will take all of the T-shirt Absolutely. fans in. Jacob Absolutely. hates them, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I never said I hated them. <laughs> I have a different <laughs> respect for them. Oh, that was a whole topic of conversation on the forum. Um, After just- Jacob decided to be a dickhead and be like, don't come to the Texas State bandwagon. Damn you. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you need people that, that did not go to the university or that did not graduate from the university to support your university. If you don't have that, I mean, look at look at programs like Alabama. Alabama has, or you know, I'm sure the numbers are, have changed a lot. You could just do the University years. of Texas. How many people go didn't go to the University of Texas? Well, to get University money? of Texas is a great example. I was going to reference Alabama because Alabama had for several years very, very similar uh, student population to Texas State. Mm. I mean, it was almost identical. But if you look at what what they have going on versus what Texas State has going on, a lot of it is because uh, well, obviously there's history and culture that go into it, but they have a ton of fans that didn't go to Alabama across the nation that are rooting for them. And I mean, that you, you have to have that if you want to have success. And if you take the, the flash, nah, I'm not going to call it flash in the pan, but you talk, talk about the bowl win this year for Texas state, the amount of people, not only in San Antonio, not only in Austin, but people outside of the state who talked to me about Texas State, they were like, hey, didn't you guys drink all the beer in Dallas? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we did. So you just have it take, but it takes little things like that, that like, oh, I know, I know Texas State. Like, that's cool. Like, I'll start pulling for them. And then you just got to get one loser kid in his mom's basement in Virginia to be like, Hey, maroon and gold, those are pretty cool colors. Yep. And then he has kids, and then all of a sudden his kids are like, my dad liked Texas State, you know, shout out to him. And then it just slowly but surely just builds into it. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, they're writing on forum posts. What's like, interesting is seeing like how all of this stuff, right? Like, I don't feel like nobody does anybody care about Washington, the Washington Huskies until this year. Probably <laughs> because it's like a storied team and it's mm-hmm. like a dream job for many journalists. Yeah. But anyway, my cousin actually goes to that school right now. And a lot of them are like in Austin. They all have called Austin home for like most of their lives. Um, but now some of them are like looking at like Tennessee and like all these like random. Like, how did you even get exposed to that? So I'm waiting for like a kid from Tennessee and Virginia to be like, I'm going home to Texas State and start a new. So I, I think that stuff is really interesting. But there is like a whole mercenary aspect to college football now. And I'm excited to see the new class in person and talk to them and different stuff like that. But I'm also sad to see a lot of them leave. You know, Ashton Hawkins, one of my guys. Yeah. Jay Delora. Not Jane Delora. Stand on that. Also, I just looked up my name. I'm Maroon and Golden. Hey, look, look at my good press. First person, first jersey that Jacob bought was a Jacob Delora or Jane Delora Delora. jersey. Justin, do you know that? No, it is not. What about it? That was the first jersey that uh, Jacob ever bought was a uh, Jane Delora jersey. He was like, I can't wait to support this guy and root for him. It's kind of kind of crazy. From Texas State or from when he was at Washington? From Texas State. It was actually, was like, oh, believe it or here, not, it was, it was Lane Hatcher. <laughs> there you go. That was worse. Pretty good. I rescued it from eBay. And it was not a real game-worn jersey. It was like something his girlfriend or mom or whoever made and then sold on eBay for $30 to me. <laughs> Plus shipping and handling. No. But you're right about the, the retention of players is interesting. Do you think that that's like... Do you think that's going to get better with the longer Spavadol's here? Because Spavadol? I think him... What the fuck? 
or not spav at all. We're back in time. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell them in the forums, guys. You can tell that I'm dying over here. You can tell that it's been a it's been a three a.m. type of day. I'm leaving. Um, who's GJ Kenny? So (laughs) (laughs) you forgot this guy. Dude, it's I'm tired. What can you tell? I, you can tell it's been a long day. Maybe. Do you think with GJ Kenny staying that it's going to help with retention? Like in addition to the NIL, in addition with I, being I able do. to pay these guys, I do. And yeah. I think that that part of that is what Kenny's been able to prove. Because I think you know when when you come into a new program, you're you're always going to talk the program up, talk your scheme up talk you know talk about what you are capable of doing and what you're going to do for the program and your goals and we heard we heard the same thing from uh Spavadol, right i mean he came in and said we're going to win and we're going to win championships and we're going to do all this other stuff right but but then it never materialized right and when you come into a new program and you're making all those claims that's great right but are you going to be able to actually follow through with that and i think we've seen in that first year which, you know, I go, go back to Texas State extending the contract and actually, you know, bumping it up in terms of, of the total monetary amount. I think that you can see that it's pretty, you know, it's it's pretty clear that he came in and he was able to do a lot of what he said he was going to do. Um, I mean, just look at the the statistics, the offensive statistics for you know what what he was able to do. And I think that that alone is going to contribute to not only retaining some of these offensive players but also bringing in new talent because when you look at it and you look at a player like Ishmael Mahdi right I think he's he's a great example of this you know he was at uh Houston HBU yeah it used to be is it HBU now or HCU HBC HBC Houston Christian yeah now it's HCU Houston Christian HCU okay so he was there before right and you know he had moderate amounts of success but he was relatively unknown in the national landscape right well he comes to texas state and one year in gj kenny's scheme he's breaking all kinds of records i mean he's the number one all-purpose uh all-purpose yards leader in the entire nation i mean we have people saying Mahdi for heisman and all this other stuff and i mean you just don't have that at some of these other programs. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you don't have that opportunity at some of these other programs. I mean, it, a lot of it, you know, of course that, you know, I don't want to take anything away from what Madi's been able to do in his talents um, because he's an incredibly talented running back, but a lot of that is based on the scheme itself, right. And the plays that we run with Mac Leftwich and, you know, with GJ Kenny and, and also just the, the scheme in general. And, you know, you can you can have NIL money thrown at you all you know all day, but NIL money to go to a to a program that is mainly pass heavy and you're not going to get a lot of touches might not be as appealing as staying at Texas State, where you know you're going to put up yards and have the opportunity to put up yards, but also make the NIL money, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of that goes into it. And I think that with GJ Kenny staying, um, with us extending that contract. And players knowing what to expect next year and in the future, as long as G.J. Kinney is here, I think that that's going to go a long ways in terms of retaining some of these players. And it, it does go hand-in-hand hand with, with NIL. It goes hand-in-hand in hand with uh, the coaching staff and who we're bringing in. Um, obviously, we brought in Barrick Neely. Um, that's a huge pickup for us. I know that, that our fans have wanted to bring him back home for, for many years. 
forever. Um, you know, when he was over at UTEP and we were talking about it, you know, on the forums and stuff like that and saying, well, you know, let's just bring him here. Right. Now, well, him and Marco Regalado are the ones that everybody's like, oh, we got to bring them home. We got to bring them home. Yeah. And I mean, GJ Kenny's doing a great job in building his staff out and uh, and building a culture here, a culture of winning. And I think that as long as he's here and, and that continues, I think that not only to answer your question, it's going to help us retain talent, but it's also going to help us recruit talent. That dude is such an interesting case study. When me and Zimmel finally end up writing our book about Texas State and the, all these different shit that have happened in this bullshit era. But that this guy, when he took this job, didn't even know Texas State was the only Texas school in the Sun Belt. And he didn't know Texas State had never been to a bowl game. And so as he's finding all this shit out in real time, he's just winning games and he's just a dog. How do you not know that? How do you take that job without knowing? That's crazy. Peace, bro. I love him. And win at all costs. Mm. Do you think that uh, the the Goodwill credit card has been maxed out, Justin? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, I think it's close. <laughs> I mean, but winning cures all. I feel too. You know, why would why would you say that? Because of the the whole scandal, the issue? whole thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that. I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that that goes into that, right? Um, the recruitment and then obviously losing TJ Finley. Um, I mean, there's a, I feel like, and I don't think we'll ever know the answer. I feel like there's a lot of things that went on behind the scenes. For sure. We just won't ever know about. Um, well, I think that, till I get that open records request until we, until we get that, that interview with him. Uh, so, well, and it's not, it's not just, you know, on Gigi Kenny's side, right. It's also mm-hmm. like conversations that TJ Finley might've been having with his agent. I think yeah. that that played a huge role in it as well. Oh, yeah. The, um, just the way that that guy was defending everything in the Instagram comments, I was like, one of these things is not like the others. I didn't have a NIL agent when I was in college. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It, it happened. It's it's not it's not something that you can say, you know, didn't happen or sweep it under the rug or whatever. But um, I, I definitely think that where we're at right now, and where we're going to be out in the future is just about as, as good of an outcome that could have come out of that issue as possible. Because, I mean, I, obviously it's still going to require GJ Kenny to go out there and recruit a, a quarterback and probably several quarterbacks, because right now our quarterback room is pretty, pretty short, you know, pretty lean. Um, so that's definitely cause for concern, but I mean, we've got PJ Hatter, and from all accounts, um, he's going to be great. He's young and inexperienced, but he's going to be great. I mean, he's very talented. And so, I, you know, I'm not really that concerned with, you know, you know, we still have quality quarterbacks in our car, quarterback room, but we need more depth, right? We need to bring in, you know, a big name like we did with TJ Finley and Hornsby. And, you know, we need to do that, but we also need some depth as well. And I think that if anyone can do that, it's G.J. Kinney. I mean, he's proven time and time again that he knows how to work the portal. He knows how to recruit. He's hired coaches that know how to recruit. I mean, I, I don't think that it's a huge concern moving into next next season or even the offseason. The biggest, we talked about like, we, 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 oh, my bad, Zim. I was going to say we talked about, like, recruiting guys who are on rosters. That is somebody who I have a sneaking suspicion is going to be pretty good at that, is recruiting yeah. guys who are already on rosters. Like, hey – 
I saw that the depth chart came out for the spring game. Huh? It's kind of wild that you were the third. I mean, well, and there's that's why uh, Texas State all had all like that many oars or whatever at the spring game. It was the most bullshit thing ever. I looked at it and I was like, oh, of course. Um, but I think the biggest learning lesson in all of this really comes from Don Corio from like an athletics department standpoint. Like if you are going to pursue a player with this attachment to his name, there's a way to do it and there's a way to not do it. And there's a way to respond to everything that happens after the fact when all this shit comes to light. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it was just such a dumb way to handle it uh, from that standpoint too. Yeah. It's, I no mean, comment. <laughs> yeah, no comment. He's like, Hey, I just got the, I just my got bad, these press bad. passes. Don't mess this <laughs> up for me. Yet. True. I get it. We can ride our Dave Campbell's coattails a little bit. My bad. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, so, I mean, getting back on topic a little bit, because, um, you know, I'm sure you all want to, you know, want to talk about some other stuff as well, but uh, just kind of circling back to the to the collective and, and where that's at, mm-hmm. obviously we're still very new, right? We're still um, brand new on the scene, brand new collective. We need to get our name out there. We need to kind of spread the word, what we're about and, uh, you know, why you should be a part of it, but also like we have goals in place with, you know, that we've talked about with the board and and ideally we're going to grow this thing to the point where we can support not only multiple student athletes, but multiple sports as well. And that's something that I think is very important is that um, we need members. We need fans to contribute to this in order to, to do that. Right. So if we don't have, that financial backing, if we don't have that pool of money, then we're not going to be able to bring on as many players. We're not going to be able to support the players as much as we would like to. And it's not just in football. I mean, obviously football is going to have an early focus for us. Um, I think that with the portal opening up uh, for the spring here in, you know, a couple months, I think that it's going to be very important to capitalize on that now so that when the portal does open back up for the spring, we're not losing a ton of players. Uh, but it also allows us to have that 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 pool of money for when we do bring in new players. Uh, but not only that, but because football is obviously our early focus, it doesn't mean that we're not focused on some of the other sports. We've had some baseball players reach out to us wanting to be a part of it. And I would love nothing more than signing players you know, within baseball or within softball or volleyball or soccer, women's soccer. But without having... Yeah. those fans contribute to it we're not going to be able to do that and so you got to have a foundation before you can add exactly. a roof you know exactly and uh and so that's that's kind of the point of you know me coming on here and talking because i'm normally a behind the, the scenes guy i don't know if you can tell but i don't i don't typically you know put my face out there or anything like that i'm not typically doing podcasts or uh you know interviews or what you know whatever it is but I, you know i think it's very important for uh, not only Texas State, but for the student athletes as well. And I know that, and this is one of the reasons why I was kind of hoping that Big Thad would be able to to be on this podcast because he has a unique perspective in terms of why this is so important to the student athletes. I mean, obviously, through the Bobcat Club, the goal for the Bobcat Club is to to fully support student athlete scholarships, right? To to be able to to pay for, you know the student athlete scholarships, but also the cost of tuition or the cost of the, the full cost of education at Texas state. Right. Well, this is another way that we can contribute to those student athletes because 
one of the things that we don't talk about enough is the commitment that these student athletes have to the university. I mean, they're, they've got obviously in season, they have their games, they have their practices, but in the off season as well, I mean, they're in the weight room, they're going to practices. They don't have time to go get a job to support some of these other living expenses. And so this is another way that our fans can get involved and support these student athletes and make a true difference in their life. And I think that that's, that's something that we need to, to really focus on and talk about and moving forward within, you know, with this collective. Not, not to bring up the devil, but that is what Jeff trailer always wants to do is like, yeah, he talks in East Texas accent. He's like, I don't want these kids to be delivering pizzas. They have to practice. So yeah, I understand. Of course. I had three jobs in college. I totally get it too. And I didn't work out at all. I just it's a lot good. to ask of a college student. Yeah, tough. Well, Justin, thank you again for joining us, man. We look we look forward to doing some stuff with y'all in the future. Um, details to come. So Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me on. I thought that was very informative. I think if you've ever wondered how to make money, how to succeed in business without really trying, uh, well, obviously they really tried a lot. So shout out Justin and all them for just like keeping all like the back end support shit, the shit that nobody wants to do. No, uh, there's some stuff for this podcast. I don't want to do it. It's my fucking show. Um, but it, there's a lot of stuff that they just have to do for it, you know, and it's it's a lot more complex than editing a podcast together. That's what I'll say. Nobody goes and wakes up and says, mommy, daddy, I want to be IT support. But they have been able to do all that. Now they have a NIL collective and this is the this really is the put your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah, because they have put together an NIL deal and an NIL collective in a package now that really rivals, I think, a lot of you know we talked about the competitiveness in other other teams, but really rivals anything I've seen just from a grassroots standpoint. They've done an incredible job. Oh yeah, it's really cool. When all this stuff is coming out, I'm playing Monopoly Go on my phone as we're I'm talking to Andrew. Uh, but as, as we were talking about all this stuff. Um, like the thing that I was really in, interested in when the NIL first started happening was like what the University of Houston was doing. And then obviously you've seen what their fucking basketball team is capable of. It's one of the best teams in the country. Um, but mm -hmm. their players themselves are doing podcasts, are writing articles, are doing other things to raise money for NIL. So it's really cool to see how different institutions attack stuff. Obviously, Texas State has the Victory Star NIL fund. That's something that the athletics department themselves runs. The Bobcat Club obviously has their hands in a lot of stuff, too, donation wise. Uh, but this is the one for fans, by fans, uh, in appreciation of the teams. And it's really cool to just kind of hear their perspective and see what they want to do going forward. And obviously, we're going to do something with them. Uh, details to be figured out at a later date. TBD. TBD. Now, before we wrap up the podcast, Jacob, I know we want to talk about the new NCAA football game. This week, I bought a PS5 just to play Helldivers. Scenes like these are happening all over the galaxy right now. You could be next. That is, unless you make the most important decision of your life. Prove to yourself that you have the strength and the courage to be free. Join the Helldivers. Become part of an elite peacekeeping force. And eventually get the NCAA game. Bobcats are in it. Confirmed. No shit. Every other team in the country is in it too. Um, so if you're looking forward to taking Texas State to a national title game. This is for you. Um, I don't even think they've set a release date, though. So they keep saying some shit without saying some shit.
It's supposed to be the beginning of summer, so we're talking May. I think Labor Day, not Labor Day, Memor- Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Memorial Day, sense. I think, is like the potential launch date for it. 134 teams in there. Every player who's opted in gets $600 and a game. Is that enough for you? Did you think it was going to be more? Um, well, think about it like this. If you're Alex Moran, you know, you're a second-string quarterback, that's a pretty good deal, I think. <laughs> I was thinking about it as like six hundred dollars. Would that buy you a PS Five? Uh, yeah, it would actually. So you pretty much get a PS Five and the game for free. It's kind of like I get to be in the game and I get a PS Five and I get to the game. Kind I mean, of a I think that's a pretty good, pretty good deal. I think so too. I, I would do it, uh, but I also don't put my body on the line for any of this shit. So let me ask you, what Texas State player since 2013 are you putting in the game? Brian motherfucking Holloway, baby. Mm, (laughs) I love that guy. I I was going to say mine is going to be Brady. I'm putting Brady. Ooh, Ooh, Brady. Or Brian London. Ooh, those are two. Maybe Brian London. I think Brian London on this team from last year, especially with Holloway leaving. Malik Hornsby. (laughs) That might be something, too. Malik Hornsby with the team. That would be – I would like that. That would be fine. So – I, this is where with can, the team we have next year. <laughs> this is what we can do. Tweet at Squaring Around Pod, right? Squaring Around Pod? At Squaring Pod. Tweet Squaring Pod. Tweet at us who you are going to create a player and add to the game to the Texas State Bobcast because I think that would be a fun a fun little thing to do. That would be good. Um, Before we wrap here, I have some Texas State headlines. GJ Kinney has a baby on the way. Congratulations to Coach Kinney and Summer Kinney on your new baby. Uh, they're in Hawaii right now, decompressing before obviously the the meat end of the stick for conditioning and wrapping up recruiting and finding a quarterback and all the stresses that come with all that shit. So uh, have fun in Hawaii. Near upset at Lupton Stadium for the Bobcat baseball team. Six uh, five, the final score out of Fort Worth. Right there, I've been telling everybody if you take away the first three innings, we walk away with that win. Too bad you can't do that in baseball. So TCU are they are they the best team in the state, Jacob? They're not the best team in the country. I'll tell you that much. The best team in the state, likely. I didn't know uh, Texas is just ass now at sports. What's going on? Oh they, come on! They have a good come football on. team now, and then their baseball team is a storied baseball team. Andrew, don't even bullshit me about that. They're supposed to be better at that. That's fair. I think that if if TCU is the best team in the state, that means Texas State is in the top four. That which would be that, that's big toe to toe with them, toe to toe with them. And according to my sources, Trout was pretty happy with the way the team played. Oh yeah. So if that is the way that they look the rest of the year, hey, you know what? Super regionals, I think, is a possibility. Some early errors for the Bobcats is what led to that, you know, game yeah. happening the way it did, and some late errors for TCU is what made Texas State claw back in. TCU not a great team in the uh, seventh, eighth, or ninth. I've noticed that. Yeah. They they struggle. We don't they play them on the again, back half, which kind of stinks because we played them. Got a home and home with them. We don't play them again. Promise. Well, you. Oh, you're talking about in well, Shilomaha. I'm just saying the super regional. You're you right, never know. Right. You never know. In the regular season, we don't play. In the regular season, we don't play TCU again. I will be at the Carbot Classic this weekend on Friday for sure, possibly Sunday. Definitely not Saturday. You going to Houston for it? No, it's in. Uh, it's at Dell Diamond. Oh, the Round Rock, yes. Round yes, Rock yes. Carbot Classic. Yeah. I forgot. Okay, yeah. You should play Kansas on Friday night, and then they play Washington State Sunday. And who the hell do they play in the middle? Someone. 
None of none of the teams that got me super excited. No, no team that has given me any juice. Yeah, but it's sure. supposed to be it's supposed to be an overall good tournament. But you just call it Round Rock or Dell. Don't you know? I whatever. Just, no. Yeah. Meantime, softball crushing it. Could I tell you exactly what team they played recently? No, but I know that they're winning. Jessica looks pretty good, Jakey. She's fired up, bro. I follow her on fired Instagram. She up. posts all of her highlights, so it feels like I'm watching a lot of softball, but I'm not. I'll tell you. And according to our guy, Colton McWilliams, we have two aces. So in a uh, game of cards, that would be enough for you to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas State track is doing good. Our boy, Chris Preddy, won the first place for his deal. And my boy, Dominic Yancey, 200-meter Sunbelt Conference champion for the indoor. When's he coming back? When uh, when are we getting uh, him back on the pod? We have to get both of them on. I think it'll be fun. Um I w- we need to get fucking Jessica out here. <laughs> That's all we need to do. We're severely lacking in that department. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's all the stuff that I want to talk about, at least pertinent to this podcast right here and right now. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Sorry if I got long in the teeth at some points, but, you know, it's a lot of shit to talk about. Thank you, Justin. And will we have a normal week next week, Andrew? You and I have been trading good weeks and bad weeks with work and shit. So so next week, if you're trying to listen to me, if you're in the state of Texas and you want to listen to me, I should be on the radio Monday through Wednesday on The Zone filling in for legendary Craig Way on The Craig Way Show. Uh, that show goes from 2 to 5. You can listen on the free iHeartRadio app. And then... This is Andrew Station right now. Then we, will, chain. <laughs> then we will record then we will record uh this podcast on wednesday and then we will do more fun stuff after that Ooh, what does that entail i don't know we'll find out tune in to listen all right thanks for squaring around everybody got no badges we don't need no badges i don't have to show you any stinking badges better not come any closer Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up.